Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Birth Demons diehard, and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Well, g'day everyone and welcome back to the Quarters and Barra podcast brought to you by our good friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Better your bet with Tab Touch and remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. My name's Chris Robinson, in for the great man Glenn Quartermain. And alongside me, the man, the myth, the legend, Adrian Barrett. How are you, Barrett? I'm good, mate. Great to be here. And we send the best wishes to Quarters. We no do. doubt he'll be listening. And he's gone to visit his uh, his dear old dad. So I wish him all the best there. We too. do. Absolute yeah. best to the Quartermain family. Big weekend of footy, Barrett. How good was it having it stretched out across, started Thursday night, which seems like a lifetime ago now, and then ended yesterday afternoon? Lovely to have it all uh, you think, just it? extended. You like Monday night footy? Love it. Yeah, I, uh, and, I the, and the Sunday night game as well, which was a, a you know an interesting wrinkle to what compared yeah. to what we used to. And some great games too. I mean, Carlton Essendon was quite interesting, but. Yesterday, how were the scenes, the moving scenes, the, the plan to have a guard of honour for Neil Danaher, I don't know whose idea it was, clearly Melbourne's idea, but sensational. I mean, how magnificent was it, you know, and he, he walks down there and he's hugging Goody at the end, put his head on his shoulder, you know, because he can't move his arms and he can't speak at this moment. He's coming up for 10 years since he got struck down by that terrible disease, Um he, he spent a lot of time in Western Australia, of course, at the West Coast Eagles. Yep. So Justin Longmuir would have coached with him. A lot of us know him, what such a, what a beautiful man he is, what a beautiful family. And it was so moving, wasn't it? Like It was like a tearjerker, wasn't it? Just yeah. so good. Yep. That, I reckon that's the moment, best moment of the year. You know, seriously, that was unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable yeah. scene. So well done to everyone and Seven covering it and all the rest of it. And and uh, Abby Holmes, you know, tearing up when she was, you know, trying to interview everyone. And oh, it, was, it was spectacular. And, and, and the game turned out to be finals-like intensity, didn't it? It was yeah, really like absolutely. the finals had come early. Yeah, and that's the thing. They do everything about that occasion so well now and it becomes so much about the big freeze and then... To go with that, the footy was almost the the back the you know secondary yeah. story, but it was two premiership contenders, uh, Brody Grundy against his old team, and then we got the close game that we wanted, and the D's coming up big, and and the pies coming late like we all thought they do, and Dan and Dacos kicking that goal, and yeah. there's still a chance just to, just to give everyone the the glimmer of hope, but um yeah after getting the fast start the pies, you sort of thought well they'd never lost. Uh, when leading at halftime under Craig McRae. So you sort of thought, even though that halftime lead was slender, they're the fittest team in it. You kind of felt like they were going to run over yeah. the top, and then that third quarter was anything but. I actually tipped Melbourne because I thought I thought the Pies bubble might burst, and Dugowie being out was huge. I know Oliver was out, but I think Goodwin was ready for him too. His, his defensive mechanisms, the way he didn't let them... Because you know what the Pies do. They run from behind, and they when they split the first bit of defence, then they just... They just run in waves, don't they? Yep. And yep. he, they sort of didn't let him do that. They just kept pulling. And then they, their last kick, uh, the Pies players often missed their last kick, didn't they? Which normally would hit their target, mm-hmm. and they weren't able to c- capitalise. And really, they're probably only in it because the Demons didn't kick straight, eh? The first one when when Brody, Brody Grundy had a chance to kick that yeah. goal, and yeah. the whole joint was just hanging off it. Um, and the fact that Maxi Gorn started in the ruck. 
I thought that was interesting because, you know, you would have been tempted to chuck Grundy straight in there against his old club, mm-hmm. you know, psych him out a bit because yep. they all love him. They all love Grundy. Apparently, um, Fly, Craig McRae, had a, a poster of Grundy up in the rooms, in the Collingwood rooms, and held it up and said, look at the words here. He said, you know, we love this guy. Yes, he was part of us and he didn't want to leave. I'll tell you what he actually said. He said, we make tough decisions list management wise, what we think is best for the future of the club. We didn't do anything wrong by Brody. We want him to play well and perform, just not against us today. <laughs> yeah, that's that's excellent. And I mean, to the Collingwood fans, the portion of the Collingwood fans, it wasn't a huge portion, but the portion of the Collingwood fans who were booing Brody Grundy, who gave so much to their club and wanted to stay, I'm, I'm not sure what else you would have this guy do. What about Mark Williams? Um at training, playing the Collingwood theme song <laughs> while they were kicking for goal at training. It, it didn't work, did it? Because they kept missing. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. So that, that, I saw Simon Goodwin on telly saying, yeah, that was Mark Williams's. It was my decision. So he was blaming someone else. But but they did win. And um, But we should go back to the slides. What, which was your favourite? Um, the Silver Surfer was big. Silver Surfer was fantastic. I, I did think he was going to pull out some sort of shark, punching shark. <laughs> related kind of gag there um given that he is he is the guy who did that in real life but silver surfer was a a really nice touch i thought that was great and eric banner i thought he's got to go the hulk i thought the hulk for sure and then i thought (laughs) ah no it'll be plugger but then he went with um the other great st kilda player who was what the dirtiest one of the dirtiest blokes of all time with the with the headband and just landed magnificently sam kerr featured of course um it was really great. It was really well done. Oh, hey, Tony Shaw, go, go yeah, fantastic. <laughs> it's a great occasion, isn't it? And so that's just really turned into something. So and well done. So Melbourne sort of now made a bit of a statement, haven't they? They're, they have. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned their backline there. So I had a bit of a look. So their past eight games, they've conceded an average of sixty-six points a game. So they've really clamped it down. Obviously, May and Lever. Other mm. big ticket items, and then Tomlinson, I thought was really good yesterday. Yeah, um, I thought they might struggle a little bit without Jake Bowie, who was out um, because he's been a bit of an underrated part of what they did back there. But they just didn't miss a beat, so they sort of just strangle you. And then even with that forward line, Melbourne's forward line that has questions around it. Oh yeah, if you're strangling teams and you're only keeping them to sixty six, you're always going to be in the game, and that's what they're able to do. It makes me half think maybe they could still win it with that forward line. You know, Van Royen, mm-hmm. Ruin, Van Royen. Yep. Um, obviously, Fritch is a bit undersized, isn't he? Uh, they pushed the, the Ruckman down there. So it, it sort of worked for them. Um, Cozzy's still finding his way, trying to work out what's going on here. Yep. I can't be the main yep. man all the time. Kate but Chandler's had a good season down there. They really need one of those other big guys to come back. What's happened to Ben Brown and McDonald and all yeah, that? Are they, the they're the joint? They, they need to make a decision on what that looks like and, and I guess this is the good thing for Simon Goodwin is they're continuing to win games while they're mm. figuring this out they're not having to figure this out from a position of you know being 6-6 six and six and all of a sudden you're kind of scrapping to make the 8 um, I don't think they a, can win it unless they get a proper forward a big a big forward down there can't just be the resting ruckman can it yeah I guess so because I mean every but Collingwood are kind of in the side. same boat a little bit where you look at their forward line and go oh who's who's really grabbing it by the scruff of the neck I mean my check's a nice piece Ash Johnson's been good wasn't yesterday yeah, he got um, sobbed out early too it was yeah. quite, I think he didn't chase they made a statement I saw at one stage he didn't chase and I think Fly said right off hook him and uh, that was it yeah 
But my chick has been super. I mean, you've got a bloke playing out of his yep. brain as well. He's not very big, but you're right. He plays out of his brain and doesn't he, con- doesn't he contest the ball? So, But Pendlebury looked a bit out of sorts as well. He, he, he did. He missed that was targets. a very un-Pendlebury game yesterday. Maybe he's, a, he's not the same when Dugowie's not there. Yeah. I mean, that was a big piece of the puzzle missing, wasn't it? So it's very exciting. They're obviously the two teams just at the moment, um, along with Port Adelaide and what, Brisbane? Yeah, well, should we go to Brisbane? I mean, Port, we could probably gloss over Port a little bit because they sort of got it done 10 straight, rocking and rolling, um, continuing their fine form in, in Melbourne. But Brisbane, that was one that just floored me, particularly the signs weren't there early. I mean, I think they were up 17 points at halftime. Um, you're kind of thinking, yep, they're just going to catch this beautifully. They'll be fine. This is another... This is not going to be a speed bump, but... Um, Hawthorne just unreal but that's one of the ones where Brisbane and there's been a lot made of their MCG record and how poor they've been yeah, there this is bad, one of the ones it? where you, you can't really refute this because this should have been a win Ment- against the Hawks to lose like that mentally that's just going to weigh heavily on them mm-hmm. um, and there's a couple of those young boys I mean you Jai Newcomb was good didn't we and yep. Connor McDonald <laughs> it's just going I was mm-hmm. thinking who's that bloke and then Sicily he's super isn't he but Got the tribunal. Stay on the park. I know. What what is going to happen there tonight? Because it looked like the third man in really caused a lot of the damage. I think they'll be arguing. I think that'll be a large part of their argument. I'm no legal expert, but I think that'll be a large part of their argument. And with good reason. I think Mm. you're right. I think you can't. You can't deny that there was some kind of impact with that third man in. I guess it's just a question of how large that impact was. But the way his neck folded under him, that looked horrible, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It reminded me of rugby things I'd seen a lot of when I played rugby because that often happens. There was one guy I remember before a game, I think this is where my son, my wife pulled my son out of rugby. Was, one of the f- props was working on his neck and he'd had his hands behind his back and he was like face down on the ground and he was just putting his neck back and forward just without his hands, like pushing his 100 kilos onto his neck himself, just warming up. And it looks so weird. You can imagine the manoeuvre, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Sort of like a uh, – <laughs> it just looked horrible. But that's what happens in the, in the scrums, you know? Yeah. Because you're like one centimetre from the turf, your nose is on the ground almost. Horrible stuff to see. But the only thing I think Sicily's going to have to contend with is he did pull him across his body – you know, I, I know that sort of movement is when you're trying to tackle the guy and he was underneath him, mm-hmm. but did he need to pull him right across? Yeah. And that's what they'll say. So you, you've got to ha- take duty of care. You've got to – because a lot of players are doing that now, aren't they? They're sort of pulling out of – not pulling out of the tackle, but they're not – They're not completing the tackle. And then the sling bit has always been the bit. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the thing. Even with or without the sling, it's kind of – you've always been taught as a kid to, to finish the – make sure you Bring stick him the down. tackle. Yeah, yeah. Finish the tackle. Like – Maybe that's it. Maybe you can't take them to ground if there's a risk. You either free their arm, somehow you free their arm and allow them to put their arm out. Mm. But now the players are milking it too. Did you see Darcy Moore? Was I think yeah. it was Darcy yep. Moore? Was, yep. was, was well, Mo- there was a few examples from the weekend. Yeah, where you, he, you can start he, to see it. He sort of in. put his head to, to the ground to show the arm. Oh wow, my head nearly hit the ground, and I think got, he got done for a dangerous tackle. So the uh, his his opponent. So th- that that's the problem. And you know what worried me? I think the, the I believe this week, or last week, the AFL sent 
tapes to all the clubs and said, here, look, he's a, here's what's not acceptable, mm-hmm. here's what is, is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And there's some examples of players trying to do the right thing, freeing blokes' arms, not throwing them to the ground, not, not, not slinging them, and also showing ones that you'll get suspended for, which have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the coaches show the players because I don't really want to put any doubt in their brain or confuse them. Yeah. And, and that – see, that's – and this is what you're dealing with. The coaches, they don't give a continental about the game. They just need to win themselves because their jobs, you know, they hang on it, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. it's not on the top of their agenda. They'd rather someone maybe cop a week than rather change the whole culture of the of the tackling. Yeah. And it it I seems think that like it's something You can't that, trust the coaches on that stuff. Yeah, and that's something that might take another off-season to – get through right they might just go let's just get through this season if we mm. lose a player or two that's fine and then at the start of next off season we're going to teach you know how to complete these tackles or not to complete these yeah tackles, it could be it could be a time thing maybe. too you can't change it up in the middle of the season yeah, yeah, yeah. give them the benefit of the doubt we'll say but, but it's a busy night for the tribunal yeah so huge. james sisley is one dan butler's tackle on nick blakey he's going there as well to contest that one game ban and ryan mansell on james aish which is from an optics point of view to see the headband flying off James H. <laughs> yeah. So just to ram home That's how gonna, bruising that bump was, that, isn't it? You know, yeah. So so this is looking like a three plus weaker. Do you think that would be fair? I mean, it's in a way it's very harsh on Mansell because he was only a fraction of a second mm. behind. Like the late ball to bounced the ball. back to. Aish, didn't yeah, he? yeah. He could have it could have bounced towards him. That's the thing about yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Ball. So they're both going full tilt right there, and you don't know who's going. It wasn't an obvious one where it's like he's going to get the ball. I'm clearly going to be second to the contest. That was a fifty fifty proposition, um, which I presume will be part of Richmond's argument. Yeah, that, and so. and when you slow mo, it always looks a lot worse. But I saw I looked at a couple of angles and and the ball did Ace did have the ball mm-hmm. and so he's got there he late just got there yeah uh, Mansell and tried to turn his shoulder obviously that's instinct isn't it to protect mm-hmm. yourself so I think in those situations now if you're not the first one there you've got to have a duty of care and the other bloke also Ace also has to take some sort of um, evasive action too you know what I mean because mm. he didn't seem to prepare himself for the br- for the bump did he. And he was looking straight at Mansell. So maybe that now they think, oh, well, if I get to the ball first, I'm super protected. But he did get concussed. So maybe so maybe there's not fault on both sides, but there's going to be adjustments, isn't there? That used to be the magnificent play, didn't it? Two blokes charging at the ball together and who gets there first. Yeah, and yeah. And it, was, comes and, it, out, and it was a great contest. And that's mano a mano and yeah. all that sort of crap. And if, if, Aish get, if it doesn't <laughs> quite... Um, if it hits him slightly differently and Aish gets up, we're praising that as one of the, yeah. you know, the great contests, but unfortunately it goes slightly too high. And that was a big loss for Freo as well because they were really coming at that point and Aish is a very underrated part Mate, of Mate, he was on fire. Yeah. I reckon that was one of his best ever yep. games. Yep. Where he played off the wing, went in the middle a bit, did a bit of tracking um, with some of the um, opposition stars as well because he normally is the sort of man who goes to them and, and, try, and they couldn't stop Shea Bolton, though, could they? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Who was on Shea Bolton? I think they must have tried to stop Taranto in that last quarter, and Shea just was everywhere. They did, they did slow Taranto in the second half. Taranto's first half was enormous. And Ace had something to do with that, I think. Yeah, and then Bolton just... That would be bolted. my only criticism of JL is, you know, did anyone... It must have been alarm bells going on. He had 15 possessions. Like, yeah. normally, I think after five 
consecutive possessions, the alarm, the red light goes the red off. Red light's flashing. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Ever since Brett Hetty in the 1992 grand final, and Malcolm Blight didn't notice that Brett Hetty had been gone into the middle and was on fire, like absolutely <laughs> on fire. And it didn't until they got to the break, they didn't realise what's happening here. Hetty's in the middle. How did he get in there? <laughs> and from then on, they put an alarm on all the computers. And that was going off for Shea. And then he kicked the winner as well. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. What a game he had. It was it was done by then, but the fact that he was able to, to cap it <laughs> off was uh, fantastic. Or the sealer, I suppose you'd say. You're right, it was done. But, yeah. And I noticed that Taranto and Shea Bolton both got nine coaches' votes. So one of the coaches decided that Shea wasn't best on ground. Yeah. Which one do you reckon? Who do you reckon that was? Uh... <laughs> It was definitely Yeah, I'd love to know with these coaches' votes. I'd love to see them split up club by club. I'd really like to see them broken down like that. So Lost an out of beauty, didn't he? Caleb Sarong was great for Frio. Yep. Um, what about Jai Amos? So, uh, let me ask you about um, the rising star. Uh, Michitar, whatever you call him. Mitch Owens, yeah. What's his, what's his proper uh, name? M- Machido? Machido. Machido Owens. And Mitch, he must be, he'd be the front runner now, wouldn't he? He was fantastic again against Sydney. There's Ashcroft, Sheasel, and Amos has got to be in there, you think? Uh, I think Amos is, yeah, Amos has been terrific. I think he's probably behind those three. Those three, yeah. He's probably fourth. But he's knocking on the, the door, moment. isn't he? He's, he's yeah, right he's, up he's there. coming. He's he's certainly shortening because <laughs> after six or seven or even eight rounds, it was a two-horse race between Ashcroft and Sheasel. Mm. Um, and then Owens has just continued to emerge and obviously St Kilda are going better than we thought. Um, Ashcroft has probably peeled back a little bit. Yeah, it's a really interesting race. It's going to be a really good one. There's some rising stars where you just know who it is you know, after three or four rounds and it doesn't change. This is not going to be one of those. Feels like Owens uh, is the front row. Sheasel's plateaued a bit, but you're right, Ashcroft, and I reckon Amos is coming. So it's quite interesting. It is. It is very. It's. You're right. It's one of those ones where it's super exciting, and, and we'll see what happens uh, towards the end of the year. Yeah. I tipped the Saints uh, quarters. Um, was poo pooing me a bit. Are you listening quarters? Uh, just replay that, please, mate. Next That's time. a great tip from you to take St Kilda and to take Melbourne. As yeah. two underdogs, yeah, well, massive underdogs, but they they were both underdogs. That's two really good tips. Well, Ross Lyon, you could just see he wanted to spoil Buddy's party. It was a lovely party too, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. you think? Yeah, what they did for Buddy. Yeah, fitting of the bud. But geez, they um, spoiled it. There was too much pressure, wasn't there? The, the big three five zero and everything else going on, and see Buddy break down a little bit before the game. Yeah, when Jordan Lewis went in there yep. and his family's in there, and he's you never see emotion from Buddy before. You I've really never seen do. that before a game. Yeah, you yeah. really do. Uh, it was good to say. While we're on Richmond, it'd be remiss if we don't talk about Marlon Pickett and the big giant story that that's been across the past, what, 48 hours or so. Um, mm. It's obviously very difficult to comment on the legal side of things, but and we're going to get, as we're recording this now, Brendan Gale's about to, to do a press conference, front of press conference at Richmond, uh, to open up on the Tigers' uh, stance on it all, I guess. He's all about his family and in, in making sure that he can provide for them. Um, I've got no idea about what has happened, except mm-hmm. that um, it will be he will be contesting it heavily. You know, he, he his, his scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, it was horrible. Oh, when was it? Yeah, it was yesterday, wasn't it? So was it yesterday? When, it, when the story broke? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday yes, yeah, so yeah. I'm at work on Sunday. Been watching the demons. We get pinged. After the sirens, the demons get beaten by the Swannies. So that's happened. So oh, that's fantastic. Uh, kick after the siren. Jared Cameron was the one who kicked the goal. 
for the Swan District. Remember him playing mm-hmm. for the Eagles? Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. So a little bit contentious in on all levels. And then the team flew home after the match. He stayed behind and he knew he was going to do it. It, was not, it wasn't like they arrested him. He went in there to have a chat to them. And after a long chat, they decided that he was to be arrested and charged and he'd been kept overnight. So... That was horrible, considering the whole story and the background and the comeback yeah. and everything that's been going on. Yeah. So the, the, but we've got no idea very, what's happening. Yeah, yeah. well, potentially a, a, a sad ending to what's been a, a terrific story. Um, we've actually got a, a bit of uh, Brennan Gale's Richmond CEO's press conference here. Here's a bit of what he had to say. Is Marlon available to play this week? Uh, no, Marlon won't be available to play this week. It's um, a decision we made um, in his best interests his welfare and also the club. Um, we think it's important for Marlon to be with his family. And um, uh, But having said that, uh, he'll prepare with the team, he'll train, and he'll be turning up and engaging and turning up to work. We think it's really important for him to do at this stage and for his family. And we fully expect him to play uh, against Brisbane in two weeks' time. We were made aware uh, late last week, and, um, and I think as has been reported, um, Mum willingly cooperated to present himself to be interviewed, and uh, um, that was um, that was done post game on Sunday morning. I need to remind you that these are these are only allegations; they are serious allegations. Um, but we'll be operating on the presumption that he is innocent, and uh, um, justice will run its course. I've known Marlon since 2019, and he's been outstanding. Um, and his honesty and um, and uh, his work rate and his care. And uh, so, you know, on face value, I'm, I'm very surprised, given the extent to which, you know, the lengths he's gone to sort of turn his life around after, you know, he's had a lot of challenges. He hasn't had life handed to him on a plate. We're a club that's uh, you know, heavily invested in the Indigenous space. You know, on any given day, probably 50 Indigenous students, coaches, players in this precinct. You know, I'd like to think we've, we've got soft hands We've got a culturally supportive environment that goes for everyone. You know, he'll be really well supported, and so will his family. And then, as we mentioned, uh, Dan Butler also at the tribunal tonight, trying to beat that one-game ban. Barra, can he get off yeah, that what, tackle on Nick Blakey? Having played footy, anyone who's played footy has been in that situation yes. where you catch someone like that from behind. Did he throw it? Could he have not thrown him down? Uh, I don't know. The momentum's going forward. In the momentum's slow-mo. only going one way. <laughs> you, you can't just yank it back. And in slow-mo, it does look like he tried to bury him a little bit, yeah. which he used to yeah. do. You know, when like I don't know about you, but growing up playing footy, <laughs> this, sounds, this sounds horrible. It makes us sound like animals. But, you know, you were instructed to try to hurt the bloke. If you could hurt someone, you'd hurt them. Mm-hmm. So, like, so Jeff Miles, who I played with, and Johnny Walsford, if they could fi- hit someone off the ball and they didn't see it coming and they took them out, that was applauded, right? That was, sure. Wow, that is sensational. Sure. And, and I always thought it wasn't super courageous. It was a bit of a cheap shot. It was like you're pinging a bloke who wasn't looking. Yeah. It was like in a fight when you don't you king hit someone. Yeah. It was a little bit of that. So they've yeah. cleaned that up. Yeah. But certainly in the tackles, you always got told the coaches always said, make them earn it, make them feel it. And so they, they don't... Of course. And, they don't and want it to makes go- them think twice about 
you know, the rest going of the game. Going yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. I'm not going to put my head in the hole. Uh, mm-hmm. What happened last time, those guys monstered me. And rugby league is built on that whole premise. That is rugby league. It's intimidation. Yeah. You run the ball up for three or four hits and you just try to smash through guys and the other three guys try to kill you. And then you get a chance to do it to them. Their whole game is based on that. So to pull that out and now say, when you tackle someone, try to give them a soft landing. Yeah. And particularly if the player's trying to put his head down so that he can actually milk a free kick. It's, mm-hmm. So but this, this is a real test case, that Dan Butler one. Yeah. yeah. He really didn't. He didn't really want to hurt him or anything. He just sort of he might have gone on with it a little bit too much. And if he cops time, then we know where the line is, don't we? The line mm-hmm. is the confusion will no longer be there. You'll know that even if you chase down someone from behind and bring him down, you've got to make sure you don't get you don't knock him out. But he didn't even get knocked out, did he, Blakey? He didn't get knocked out in the he didn't have concussion he in the end. He did the assessment, but no, I think he's okay to play. Yeah, so maybe okay does again, that come so. into it, or is it just that you expose the guy to the chance of being knocked out? Yeah, well, it certainly helps your cause. Yeah, I, I could see Butler getting off that tonight. Uh, we, as we say, we'll, we'll probably know, uh, have a fair indication by the time this goes to air. But I could see that uh, that certainly happening. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's going to be go forever tonight, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's an absolute blockbuster at the tribunal. We seem to have had a lot of those this season. Hang on, let me just tell you. I'll tell you. Butler's up at four p.m. Eastern, so he's at two p.m. And then Mansell comes up at 5.30. And then Sicily. And then Sicily at 7, which is 5 our time. Yeah. So De- uh, I dare say James Sicily will know which room to go into and, <laughs> and, the, and the process and uh, the ins and outs. What about when you cover those things? It's the biggest pain in the ass, isn't it? Don't you reckon? Have you ever been in <laughs> yeah, there and never yeah. listened to the pulparama yeah. that goes on? Yeah. And seriously. Yeah. And when they bring the QCs in, you just go, Sometimes oh. it's just too much where it's like, can you state your full name? Yeah. It's like, no, we know exactly. <laughs> can we skip this, guys? We know exactly who's who. It's well, not a murder they, trial. We know, we know those, who James Sicily is. <laughs> they let those KCs in there because they're King's councils now. As soon as you see a King's Council, you text your wife, don't you go, hey, love, I'll be late. <laughs> this guy is getting paid by the hour. It's like a thousand bucks an hour, those blokes. Yeah. A thousand bucks an hour. They'll be and that's on. why they're asking people for their names and spellings <laughs> and uh, to stretch it out. Um, a word on your old mob, Barrett. Another hefty, hefty, hefty loss for West Coast. This one felt a little bit different, to be honest. Uh, 120 plus points. Taylor Walker just doing everything he wanted. Uh, in Adelaide's forward line, mm. West Coast losing Jake Waterman on the morning oh, of the and game, Barris. just to and Barris obviously in the lead up. I was um, there yesterday with the boys and Nizzy and that and and the chairman, and I was going, is this actually happening? Like so, before the game, Waterman goes, I don't feel well. <laughs> He's yeah. out. He's the only defender, really, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's not a defender, he was the makeshift dude that was going to go back to cover off um, Taylor Walker. Yeah. And then Barris didn't play again. And so there's no way they're tanking. This is just pure, absolute pure bad luck, what's going on down there at yeah, the moment. Yeah, yeah. And so then they start with poor old Rhett Bazo, who starts – he started losing the plot a little bit, didn't he? They had to move Yo onto Taylor Walker to, to release Bazo. Uh, and I was saying to him, you think that's going to help him, boys? Because, you know, I'm using my own footy experience and thinking it could help him. It could help him. It could, it could learn about, you know, what it's like to – have to fight back on someone and what, how the great players play mm-hmm. and where they go to and stuff, I suppose. But there's also the thing that you might crush him. So then Yo goes there, who's like fighting out of his division, isn't he? And you need Yo everywhere else. Yeah. You and need he's about- Yo in the guts. You need Yo pushing <laughs> forward a centre. You need Yo off half back. He's about 10 centimetres shorter. And so then they must have thought, 
Can you imagine it, can't you, a quarter time having the, in the huddle there, there's Simo and the rest of the coaching staff get, sitting around going, OK, boys, what do you reckon for Taylor Walker? I think it's either Jack Darling or it's Oscar Allen. And they're going, oh, no, Oscar Allen, our best forward. Yeah. You know, he might be All-Australian contender. Oscar Allen's going, mate, I'm trying to win a Coleman here. Don't <laughs> stick me about there. Exactly. Imagine he's trying to salvage something when he from got this the message. Please. He said, I'll go on the ruck. But jeepers, don't think I'm playing Taylor Walker's on fire. He's on seven goals. He's probably going to kick ten. And then there's Jack, who's come back from Lourdes and got the holy water on his arm and fixed yeah. his arm somehow, come back way too soon. Yeah. And is completely out of sorts, isn't he? <laughs> Isn't he, Jack? He's like, where's that ball going? Is it coming near me? Don't come near me, please. Just give me a good defender and let Oscar run amok. What, they're taking Oscar down the back? No, no, put me down yeah, there. I'll go yeah, down there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Poor old Jack. Would you have put Jack onto him? That uh, would have been funny. Uh, just for I humor. mean, they just had to cycle through everyone. I just love the fact that we've got a Lewis uh, mention on the podcast. <laughs> they're absolutely the only AFL podcast where you get a Lewis <laughs> holy water. I've actually been there. Lovely place. Have you? Went there to go and watch the tour of one of the stages of the Tour de France. Oh, really? Oh, you weren't trying to cure anything? No, I weren't trying to cure anything. A lot of miracles there, mate. Have you studied that? Uh, like I went there. I we delved all... briefly into the history as much as a 21-year-old backpacker with his mate wanted to do when we were in Lourdes. But... When I heard about it, I thought, ah, nah, 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 nah. Nah, this is, ain't happening. Someone dug here and there was, a, you know, the water came mm-hmm. out and uh, Mary appeared and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then you see all the uh, crutches on the walls and all the uh, wheelchairs that have been left behind and you start thinking, well, maybe something did happen here. And then you speak to someone and he tells you that he got cured and, like, it's quite remarkable. So this is a sacred site in France for those who are uninformed. Uh, it's worth like to a keep look. it very cultured on this podcast. So definitely yeah, worth it. You've got uh, any spirituality. <laughs> hey, you, know what, you know what's funny was... Um, Going back to footy. So, Bazo, Yo, Oscar Allen. So, Taylor kicks 10, so probably needs Taylor Walker. Text, he probably needs an asterisk, doesn't he? Like, next to the 10. A little bit. Like, 7 or 8, maybe, but 10. It, it, was, it was just the perfect. And then the Eagles, and full credit to them. I don't know who teed it up or who agreed to it, but... They, they clearly weren't thinking that he was going to kick 10 on when they did the guard of honour at the end. Did you see the Eagles, guys? Mate, if I was playing, there's no way. <laughs> Mate, we'd have killed someone rather than being a guard of honour for some joker you don't who's think- only playing his 250th. We're you going to play against him again. He's kicked 10 on you, and he's smiling with his kids and stuff. You just want to... You don't, think Mick, you don't think Mick Moldhouse would have gone for the guard of honor after a player kicked <laughs> in against him? You don't think Mick would have been like, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do? He would have disappeared. <laughs> would have said, Where'd the Eagles go, mate? They were in the bus on the way back to the airport already. <laughs> mate, that was a big call, didn't you think? I mean, I love the sportsmanship side of it, but it's it's way too over the top. You know, like oh, it's a huge I, th- I think slap it's in nice. I think you can. I think you can. But it's only two fifty. Yeah, I think. I think Not that's retiring. The, I think that's the point. I think probably three hundred might be the the number there, and and three fifty and beyond. Yeah, or last game you can argue either or. Yeah, but the blokes kicked ten on you as well. Yeah, it that's, reminds, that's you know, tricky. When when Bazo was playing on, no, was it Yo or Bazo was playing on Tex Walker? It, it reminded me. I played in this State of Origin game, and Jimmy Steins came down to the forward line. I'm five foot ten, right? Jimmy Stein's six five or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll never forget the moment. And Jimmy Steins comes down the forward line. We were undermanned in the back line. I was playing for New South Wales or the Allies, whatever it was back mm-hmm. then, New South Wales. And Kerry and everyone was playing. It was a big team, right? And we beat the Vicks at one stage. And Jimmy Steins comes down and he he, he realises that he's manned up on me and I'm five ten and he's like six five. And he looks at me and he goes, 
boys, kick it to me, kick it to me. <laughs> he just, in that Irish accent, boys, kick it to me, I'm going to be on fire here. I'm playing on a bloody midget. Get the ball down here, boys. <laughs> it was brilliant. I'll never forget that. And that's when I saw um, poor Yowie and Bazo playing on, on text. Yeah, shades of Had that. To be there. Um, should we roll into the mailbag? Yes. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. And as always, brought to you by Thirsty Camel Bottle Shop. Send them into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Barra will do a quick couple, which you have in your hot little hand <laughs> as you try and work out your phone. Mate, how, what, where, what happens when your photos disappear? <laughs> your camera up at the moment. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, <laughs> should we start again? <laughs> All right, I got one here. Right, this is from this is from Phantom. And the quarter sent this. Quarters are like this. Is this the actual Phantom from the comic strip or just someone whose name I, I, is Phantom? I'm thinking from what he's written, he doesn't want to be named. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. So. Okay. He says, hey, fellas, long-time listener, first-time responder. After watching the replay of the Dockers-Richmond game, I couldn't help but associate both Sam Sturt mm-hmm. and Liam Henry as parasols. Do you know what parasol is? Just, Kate, do you just know explain to our listeners who don't. Yeah, umbrella. Yeah, umbrella. That mm-hmm. was it. Was like a stunt umbrella. It sure. wasn't. It wasn't for water or for really for sun or anything. It was just so small. It was just. Sure. It was a, a fashion item. Yeah. So he said, Sturt and Henry, are, they're parasols, both there for a purpose, but doing very little. And in Henry's case, a very pricey parasol compared to Young and Sarong. Is it time to give the hardworking lower grade AFL listed players a shot at AFL? Um, has it's been shown as at to work at other clubs, notably St Kilda, Hawthorne, Essendon. And in reality, the Eagles have unearthed a few in Jinby and last week Marrick. Maybe that's what Fremantle should be doing. So I think he's saying are the guys at Peel that should actually be playing in that team. Now, I, I actually agree with him about that was a they rolled the dice on Liam Henry, didn't they? They brought it they lost a midfielder and they brought in a winger. Who did go? He did go into the midfield at some stage. It's not his go, is it? And they're probably going to have to play him again this week against the Giants. You can't just chop a bloke after one week, can you? Yeah, and losing Aish as well because Aish is definitely out with that mm. head knock. So uh, they'll get Jager back from that suspension, but they lose Aish. I think that was a really ill-timed injury to Will Brody as well. So I think Brody would have been right. But in that surely mix Erasmus, as a replacement. They sh- I think they made a selection blue there. I reckon left him short. I mean, how did you think Liam Henry went? Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd he'd want to have more of an impact if he's in this week. There's mm. no question of that. I thought they might have been fattening him up, fattening him up for trade. You know how they do that sometimes. Put blokes in who they know might be asking for a trade. It does. Yeah, it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, um, expose him to the upper upper echelon. Yeah, I but do I like Erasmus. I mean, Erasmus has. Yeah, Henry's had obviously a couple of extra years in the system than Erasmus, but. Um, and that's what this fellow's saying, the parasol analogy. I think he thinks Erasmus maybe should have gone in there. Mm. And it looks like Darcy's out again, eh? So, um, yeah. So do, do they, because they probably went, it really cost you. So they lost the game because Hughes couldn't, couldn't kick that goal. Yeah. I'd, or was, was it a goal? Yeah, well, I'd, I thought it was okay for that to be not deemed a goal. It kind of looked like it clipped the post. It was, it was a bit too difficult to overrule the call but I don't think Freo need to be I think it's a real missed opportunity for Freo but I don't Huge. think they need to be slashing and burning after that no but they, they can't got jumped lose. at the start they can't lose to the Giants no you they know can't. they can't lose don't you they, yeah. mean, they lose to the Giants they can't make the eight well it reduces your margin 
Because they're really their behind. They're pushing Shies and Housen uphill at the moment. Well, that's the six thing. Six and six. They've got to beat GWS, as you say. That's non-negotiable. This next three. And then the two weeks after that, they've got... They host Essendon, and then they're at the Bulldogs. And if... So, Freo are going to play finals. Those are two teams that they... Yeah. One or both of them, they have to displace out of that eight at the moment. So, that was a crucial... Crucial loss. Yeah, and I and I. But rec- they found some things in that second half as well. Walters will obviously come back and play a full game. He's been so I probably should have brought Walters on earlier. Well, it, it depends no, no how question. Fit he is. Yeah, I no guess. question. They it's, should have had him on earlier. Yeah, he can't. He kicked a goal at the end of the third quarter and the beginning of the fourth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. He got him back. But was he it. fit enough to play a full game? I mean, that's the that's the question that only they know the answer to. Yeah, I but guess. he's he's not a baby. He knows if he can play most of the game. You can send him out there earlier than. Halfway through the third, yeah. I mean, I could play still halfway through the third. You know what I mean? <laughs> so what? Happened was- super sub against GWS. You heard it here first. So what happened was Hughes didn't get Snicko because Broad ran into the post. So was that a goal? That would have been massive. They yeah, Hughes they kicks that goal, that they win, and that would have been in my an opinion. epic goal as well. That's kind of gets lost in this. That would have balked about three different goals. That would have been a goal of the year contender. And that's always going to be sort of held against him that he doesn't do that finishing stuff that you want. Yeah. Then Aish gets knocked out, yep. massive blow, yep. and then Shea just goes cocoa bananas, yep. and they couldn't stop Shea. That's that's how they lost the game. But Hughes kicks that goal. I reckon he wins. Yep. Well, another letter, dear. Yeah, one more, one more before we get out of here. Hey, Barra and Quarters, has the Fremantle coach's fierce defence of trade speculation on Sean Darcy to a Victorian club a bit like the an expose of pride and prejudice? Says Andrew. <laughs> says Andrew. Is Mr. Darcy's in Pride and Prejudice? Is he? It, he is. You're probably more up to speed on your Jane Austen than oh, I am. Jane Austen. It's Jane Austen. You are good, mate. Very, I've got no idea. Pretty sure it's Jane Austen. Producer Kate. Hey, I'm, Pride and Prejudice. I'm impressed, mate. What's what's Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> I, thought, about? I thought you guys would both be ahead of me in Pride and Prejudice. There you go, Jane Austen. She brought it up on screen. What's it about, Pride and Prejudice? Uh, it's Any about. Idea? Uh, a person with split personality, Mr. Pride and Dr. Prejudice. No, that's uh, Jekyll and Hyde. No, I died. <laughs> haven't, I haven't studied it too closely, Farrah. Is it a movie or a book? We've gone from Lewis to Jane Austen. It, it was a book, and it's been since done as movie and TV show many times. I oh, okay. So, so I guess, what, what is this gentleman saying? He's saying that... Um I've got no idea what he's saying, but uh, what do you reckon about Sean Darcy going to Geelong? <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon? Do you reckon he might? Because you know, you know where they're at with that. Because and 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 that was the other thing we should have mentioned: Luke Jackson going into the ruck. Yes, with the absence of Darcy was massive. So yes. maybe they do need to keep Darcy. I think their preference would be to keep him. Definitely. Yeah, and you'd yes. rather because you'd rather have Jackson pushing forward, doing the Grundy. Or Max Gorn, wouldn't you? Yeah, no? yeah. And that's the thing. The yeah. Grundy-Gorn combo has showed you that it can be done success. And we've seen it at Freo. Their, mm. their winning streak was built around that ruck domination. It's um, bloody tempting, though, isn't it? Because you've got two great ruckmen. You could get a super midfielder if you let one of them go, which is obviously it'd have to be Darcy. would go to Geelong. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be a free agent, isn't he? I mm-hmm. think when he comes out of contract. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to so, see how that all plays out. He could actually, if uh, you know what, if he says I want to sign, you sign him now, don't you? If he yeah. says I want to stay, yep. uh, you go bang. Even if I don't know, I don't know if they've got the money. That's the problem, isn't it? Jackson's taken up. He's like the vacuum cleaner. He's taken up so much dough. Yeah, I'm sure they've got a bit squirrelled away for some of these other guys. How would you feel if you were Darcy and you're getting less than Jackson? Uh, I think you'd be okay with it if it leads to a premiership. All is forgiven. 
Yeah. And I think that's a pretty sacrifice for a flag. That's right. That's what we did at the West Coast Eagles, mate. Interesting. Watch this space for sure. (laughs) All those blokes who could have left, they stayed for much less. (laughs) Maney, Warsfold, Wish was going to Collingwood. It's a bit like you at Channel 7 with Rhino coming through. You just take the the smaller pay packet. Basil taking a pay cut for us. How was was Baz's return to calling, eh? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah, good. The great man. Don't you reckon? It's like getting back on a bike. Yeah. he, uh, he got a hand it to him. It was good. I, I don't know if, how Rhino felt about it, having it because he calls as well. I would have, I would have minded seeing Rhino calling it because he calls a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, that's no, okay. No comment from you, mate. No, that's okay. <laughs> it was good to hear him back in the uh, back in the booth. Um, we'll let you get out of here, Barrett. Thanks very much for your time. A shout out to Quarters as well. All the yep. best with you and your family. And thanks to our listeners. And thanks also to our friends at Tab Touch. Got the touch this AFL season? Better your bet with Tab Touch. And remember to gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Enjoy your week and we'll chat to you on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe and, of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.